You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands we record this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, as well as the Wanarua and the Gamilaroi people. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Siobhan Moran McFarlane and welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Here are the evening news headlines for Thursday, July 7. The Australian Technical Advisory Group on Immunisation has lowered the age bracket for people to receive a fourth COVID-19 vaccine as the country braces for a third wave of the pandemic later this month. Atagi is now recommending that everyone over the age of 50 get a second booster jab, while those aged 30 to 49 will have the option to receive one if they wish to. The authority is also keen to reinforce the message that those who are already eligible, including people aged 65 or over, or those who are particularly vulnerable, remain at the highest risk of severe disease and even death. Health Minister Mark Butler says that 7.4 million more Aussies will now be eligible for the fourth dose from July 11. The latest data shows that 87% of Aussies have had two jabs, but only 54% have taken up a third booster shot. With people's immunity and care factor waning, many states are trying to preempt another disaster, including Victoria, where the government has renewed pandemic laws for another three months to October. The state's new health minister, Marianne Thomas, says she won't rule out new mask mandates or work-from-home rules if the third wave is as bad as some fear. The Queensland government is considering suspending elective surgeries once again as the state's hospitals continue to struggle amid rising COVID-19 infection rates. 40,000 people are currently infected across the state, 700 of whom are in hospital, while at the same time nearly 8% of hospital staff are off work on sick leave. Health Minister Yvette Daath is concerned that the third wave is yet to hit its peak, meaning the situation is likely to get worse before it gets better, saying, I have over 2,000 staff that are furloughed just because of COVID. But she stopped short of ordering a state-wide suspension. Instead, decisions about elective surgeries will be made by individual hospitals. As the New South Wales floods continue to move north to the central coast and mid-north coast, there's been a dramatic rescue of a 10-month-old baby in the Hunter region. Paramedics were called to a property that had been cut off by floodwaters in Bulga, where a baby boy was struggling to breathe amid freezing conditions. Two New South Wales lifesavers used an inflatable dinghy to rescue people from hazardous surf to ferry the baby and his mother to safety. One of the lifesavers, Shane Dowsett, says it was probably the worst call he'd ever received. The baby was assessed before being taken to Singleton Hospital in a stable condition, with many praising the extraordinary efforts of those involved. 
New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet says the rescue, which was among dozens across the state, brings home the extent of flooding around New South Wales. As the varroa mite infestation continues to spread, at least 15 million honeybees have been euthanised as authorities desperately try to eradicate the pest. More than 1,500 hives have been destroyed between the New South Wales central and mid-north coasts, as well as at Narrabri in the state's northwest, each of which contains up to 30,000 bees, meaning as many as 45 million may have already been killed. That's just shy of about 10% of the total honeybee population of New South Wales. State Agriculture Minister Dougal Saunders says the industry can bounce back, but only if apiarists can survive the mental and financial stress caused by the infestation that is continuing to spread. The Australian Bureau of Statistics has revealed that despite the current economic concerns, Australia experienced a record trade surplus in the month of May. The surplus of nearly $16 billion, which exceeded all predictions, was largely driven by rises in exports of coal and other mineral fuels. It marked an increase of $2.7 billion on the April figure and well above the market expectations of about $10.5 billion. Bloomberg reports that Australia's economy has posted monthly trade windfalls for almost four and a half years, underpinned by sales of iron ore and coal mainly to China. Australia is also a key exporter of liquefied natural gas, prices for which have surged along with commodities like wheat amid fears of a supply disruption from the ongoing war in Ukraine. That's your evening news headlines. If you want more from The Quickie, check out today's deep dive on how we can all be better allies and advocates for First Nations Aussies this NAIDOC week, including for some of us by recognising our white privilege.